Hey team, welcome back to the show. Today it is Coach Natalie and I talking about people who don't make progress. All right, so this is probably going to be a triggering topic. Um, and what I will say is if this triggers you, it's probably you. Um, so <laughs> I'm so honestly, honestly, I don't really think we need to add anything else there. It's again, like so much of coaching isn't necessarily telling you what you want to hear. But making sure you can see why why you're not getting the progress you want, right? Because the reality is, if it's like if you if you do these things and you're seeing the progress you want, great. But also, if that's the case, this probably won't bother you. So, I don't know anything else to add there before we get into it. I think it is just important to like. A lot of times, people don't realize how they're getting in their own way in coaching. It's just as much about the mental side of things as it is the physical. And so many of your beliefs, the way you approach the process, we've talked so much lately about this, like, man, we can give two people the exact same program um, on paper. People could be doing the exact same thing and get drastically different results based on like their attitude um, and how they approach the process. So I really, again, think or you get the best results. These are all the things that are very important to understand. Anything you want to add there before we kind of just get into it? Just to preface that these are all forms of self-sabotage and we all self-sabotage in some way, shape or form. We all, we all do it. So if you feel called out, um, it's, it's not personal. Um, but you know, part of coaching is, you know, coming to terms with our obstacles. And as coaches, we've observed these things to be major obstacles. Absolutely. So if you do feel called out or triggered, um, might need to look within. And really, if there's anything here that really bothers you, DM Natalie about it. <laughs> DM my main account. My handle is Natalie Eats Well, um, and we can talk through it. But let's get into it. First of all, people who don't make progress, people who complain. Natalie, tell us about the complainers. Why don't they make progress? The complainers are those who kind of almost low-key resent what it is we're asking them to do. Um, you know, like everything is like the biggest deal ever, you know, that's going to require the most amount of effort. And this is hard. Um, this isn't the way I like to do things. Like, why do I have to do this? But she doesn't, you know, like it, there's right. kind of resistance around every corner. Um, and it's like, these are, these are people that ultimately do the thing, right. you know, but it's that everything is just met with resistance. You're just making the process. It's such a, it's such a common thing. Um, and that's again, like there's nothing less productive than complaining about the shit that you are choosing to do. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what the beauty of what we do. Like one of the cool things is that like, for most of us, the hardest thing we have to do, like in the week is a set of split squats. Like first, just consider how crazy that is compared to like somebody who's actually had a hard life who has to like, I don't have cars or, or like, I don't know where my food is coming from. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and whereas again, this is like, you're dieting, your coaches are forcing you to diet. If you're training, your coaches are forcing you to train. No one's forcing you to sign up for coaching in the first place. Right. But if we're approaching it from this perspective of I'm going to allow myself to resent the process, like, why is it so hard? Why do I have to do this? I'm already training hard. Why is my coach telling me I need to train harder? Who are we helping here? Right. It's again, because your coach doesn't, your coach only wants you to get the best results possible as well. Right. It doesn't hurt us or it doesn't help us for you to not get 
<laughs> the best results possible. All you're doing is making the process miserable for yourself or very much like the way we approach those things is a choice. This is something that I have been working on in other areas where it's like, for me, I know a lot of times when things don't go to plan, it's so easy for me to just be like resentful of like how things like just upset about like what isn't rather than just like, okay, embracing what is I'm going to make the absolute best of it. Right. Where it's kind of the same thing here, right. Where if we're going to do it, why not just choose to enjoy it as much as possible, approach it with the best attitude possible. And you will get better results from the process. You'll also, again, you will be happier. Your significant other will be happier. All the people around you will be happier. If you just action, just embrace the things that you are choosing to do or do something else. If you really don't want to do it, just don't do it, but don't be halfway in, halfway out where I'm doing the thing, but I'm resenting it the entire time. Because again, that's like, that's such a good way for you to be like, well, I tried, right? Like I, I paid a coach. I tried, um, but I didn't get the results where it's like, because again, it's like kind of like we halfway did it. Yeah. I, even on the paper, but again, that's where like so often there's like other things sneaking in. We're not like, if we're training or doing the cardio the entire time is like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Probably not giving that our best effort. And I think that applies to every other area. And again, that's reflected in the results. Right. But again, like approaching the, like that, it's just such a good way to never get there. But also if that's how you're going into the process, how do you expect to maintain this? Right. We can't just live like our, our entire lives doing something we resent. We're going to have to choose to enjoy it at some point. So there's no better time than the present. Um, sorry, that was long, but Natalie, any other thoughts on that? Yeah, there's a skill here. I mean, it's a mindset skill, but the ability to make the most of any situation or to look for the good in any situation. Um, obviously, that's easier said than done with certain things. But, you know, like Jeremiah said, I mean, we're we're asking you to to train and watch your intake. Like at the end of the day, like that's that's really what we're talking about. Like you signed up for coaching, presumably because you have a goal. It's not the coach's job to set your goal, right? So uh, we're trying to map out the best or most efficient way to get you where you say you want to be. Um, now, again, I'm going to use a road trip analogy or metaphor because I like to do that. But it's yeah, like slap. It's like Jeremiah asking me for directions um, and then me saying this is the best way to get from point A to point B. And then him being like, but I hate that road. <laughs> I don't like it's like, well, <laughs> OK, um, but it's like it, it, it's almost it's kind of like that. Right. Like, OK, well, you, I'm giving you the most efficient path here. Now, I'm happy to work with you on like how, how to make the most of this, how to get there the best way possible. Right. Like without getting flat tired, all this stuff. You know, there are plenty of things to talk about within that, but you complaining about it, like, man, that's probably going to be a pretty crappy road trip. Right. I, I couldn't agree more with all that. Excellent road trip analogy. Thank you. Next up, people who make excuses. What do you mm -hmm. got for us, Natalie? Yeah, the excuse makers. Um, so there's always a reason as to why they can't do A, B, or C. Always, you know? Um and I like to say, I've like made this social post a couple times and I feel like it never really hits. I don't know if I do a good job getting my point across. It's neither here nor there. Yeah, that post kind of uh, sucks. I know the one you're talking about. You suck. In any <laughs> case, um, you know, like you can make all the excuses you want, right? Like that's not for me to decide. Like, and and I feel like a lot of people will come to coaches and, and kind of like 
they're they're hoping that the coach either kind of like passes or denies the excuse you know like yes like that i i can see why that happened pass you know or like fail like you should have done something else like they're looking for that kind of like judgment or something so it's like it's not on it's not on me to decide whether or not your your excuses are valid you know why you haven't been to the gym and hit your training why you aren't hitting your your meal plan your nutrition or whatever but at the end of the day it's not getting done so like you you can have the best excuse in the world um and of course nuance caps here yes there are some very serious matters that happen in life and that might be a you know an excuse that we could talk about so nuance caps aside at the end of the day the work is not getting done so you can continue to make the excuses and that's that's fine it's again like i said it's not on your coach to determine whether or not that's a valid excuse and he or she would have done the same thing but at the end of the day like you're not doing the plan right and nothing's getting done and I think it's, again, I think the biggest issue with this is people let that keep them stuck in the same place for months and years, right? Um, or for their entire lives. And a lot of times this does manifest as things that seem very valid, right? Where I just didn't have time. My schedule is so crazy. A big part of it is almost always a lack of organization, I find, where... Uh, Again, it's kind of different where there's the like, I was at a restaurant, someone else was ordered for the table. And ultimately, again, it's like up to you to decide like which of these things you're okay with, which you're not. But um, again, like I think one that seems the most valid is again, that lack of organization where it's like, I genuinely just didn't have time for this and this. I didn't have time for the food. And it's like, hey, if this has been the trend every single week for the last two months, what's going to change? You're not going to get less busy. And I think that's again like that fallacy of people like waiting to get less busy where it never happens. But also I know we've talked about a lot, like the actual busiest people we work with are also never seem to have a lack of time, right? Or never complain about a lack of time. The people who is actually like, holy shit, how you cram so much in and do so much um it's you interesting need to shout out ashley mortensen my client shout out ashley mortensen, mortensen she yes. is a swing on the touring production of les miserables um so if that is coming to a city near you you should go excellent cast um ashley literally is in a different city like every week sometimes less than that um and cooks out of like a hot pot in her hotel room you know, sometimes she has an Airbnb, but like, I mean, she actually just posted a story last night about her like, quote, kitchen setup in a hotel, you know, and I will tell you, it is damn impressive. And it's very hard to hear, you know, other people like, oh, like, I, you know, I, I don't have time or like, I can't do this. And like, this, this girl doesn't even have a kitchen. And that's such a good point, though. Like, if you want to get it done, you can find a way to get it done. Your coach can help if you communicate that. It's the same as like a step goal when it's cold, where the reality is like, I've had clients in photo shoots. I've done this myself where I've gotten 5,000 steps pacing around my living room. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's ultimately, I'm not going to miss on that. And if you, again, if you want to get it done, you will find a way. And I think that it is honestly too easy to like be soft on yourself or soft on clients in that regard. Um, anything work else to add? There? Yeah. Work harder on finding a solution than than an excuse. I love it. Like, 
Yeah. Feel good on that one. Do you want to keep going? Um, I feel like I could, but I feel like I also should stop. <laughs> People who compare. What do you got for us, Natalie? Right. This this comes out in a couple different ways. Um, comparing to others, uh, friends, or even people you don't know, like transformations you see on, you know, maybe our social pages, you know, comparison to others, comparison to past self is a really big one. Like, oh, I used to be able to do this. I used to look like this. I used to wear these clothes. You know, that's a big one. But um, compare, like comparing to others as well, like, well, she doesn't have to do that much cardio or like she gets to eat this much. She gets a free meal, you know, or like, well, her transformation took 90 days, which probably it didn't, by the way, but you know, like things things like that. Um, You never, ever really know the backstory behind someone else. Okay. Like you, you, first of all, you don't know their genetic potential, don't know their metabolism. Um, you don't know like everything about their history of, with, um, weightlifting sport, a physical activity relationship with food, you could get their home life. Um, you know, I always like to, whenever anyone asks me about like my diet or like how I get things done, I'm pretty quick to be like, Hey, I live alone. Like I don't have a household. Right. I get to do whatever I want. So I get to eat whatever I want. Don't have to look out for other people. So, you know, comparing like why something might be easier for me, it's like, well, maybe that's why, because like, I I don't have some of those things to contend with, for example. Um, But comparison to self as well, past self, Um, you know, things you used to be able to do, what you used to look like. It ultimately, they say comparison is the thief of joy. And it is so true because it, it just, robs you of the progress that you are probably already making or could be making you're not seeing it you're blinded by it because you're too busy comparing absolutely um and i think that again i think a lot of times too this comes up with where someone is at comparing like where someone is at and what they have to do to maintain that versus what you need to do to get there maintenance is easier than getting to any goal specifically again there's like so many like fitness influencers or other coaches out there who talk about like i only track protein or i eat intuitively and it's like right and i can look how look how great i look so you should be able to do this too girl and it's like uh (laughs) but they also again like maybe they tracked food for 10 years right or i only train three days a week or like first time in the gym in three weeks and you know like that classic story um and it's like, hey, they built up that foundation of muscle for years, training extremely consistently. Same thing with like their understanding of food before they're doing these things. And I think, again, the context there is often missed, but it's attractive because it's like, oh, wow, it's an easier way to do it, like look like that. But again, like well, oftentimes that's it's very rarely what got them there. And mm-hmm. people fail to consider that context. I'm sorry. I laughed because you used girl as slang, like, hey, girl. And I. Right, that was that was the because it's I mean it's typically no, I just, it was funny that you said it 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 was funny um it was funny to me so um no you're totally right though that's such a big one it's like you know these influencers or whoever you follow they've been at it a really long time like specifically have- Andy Rogers fit I'm gonna call him. I'm just kidding coach Angie uh, no but they have so many coins in the bank per se 
Right. right. So then like them taking a week off, you know, of the gym and tracking and, and, and eating cinnamon rolls and whatever, you know, like all week, you know, they've got more coins in the bank. Right. So if you're just starting out or you're relatively new to this whole thing and you're kind of struggling to make it a lifestyle, I mean, that's, that's not a fair comparison. 100%. People who focus on what they don't have or can't do. What do you got for us? So this is um, scarcity mindset, right? As opposed to abundance. So if, you know, if you're looking at your day of eating, let's say in my fitness pal or wherever you're tracking and like, you're not even seeing the food in front of you. All you're thinking about are the things that are not there. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, I can't have pizza. I can't have ice cream. I can't have, you know, this or that. Like I I mean, what a way to rob you of any kind of enjoyment whatsoever, because obviously, like you, you probably have a lot going for you, <laughs> you know, you're right. probably still eating a full day of nutritious food, like you're able to go to the gym, you know, you're if you're able bodied, you know, you're able to go to the gym, if you're able bodied and live in a safe neighborhood, you're able to, you know, go outside for a walk. There are some people that can't do that. Um so, you know, again, nuance caps because, you know, there, there are, of course, some special circumstances here. But my point is, is if you kind of stopped yourself and took a look around, you would probably realize that you have way, way more than what you don't or, quote, can't have. Right. And no one's saying that you can't have those things, like that you can't have pizza, that you can't have ice cream. Right. We all know that there are ways to kind of meaningfully incorporate those things into your days. But, you know, it, it's almost like just like mourning your past lifestyle. Um, and again, kind of resenting the things that you need to do to make changes. Um, if you're too focused on what you're losing, then you're robbing yourself from seeing what everything that you're gaining. Like what about better health? Absolutely. That really ties in super well with the people who complain, kind of the topic we started this off on. Yeah. Where again, you can choose to Hey, the process resent every bit of it, or you can choose to, Hey, this is what I want. This is why I want it. I'm going to find a way to enjoy this. I'm going to look at the positive. I'm going to look at what I'm gaining from this. I'm excited. I'm going to look at what I'm excited to gain in the future rather than what I'm afraid to lose. And I think that's again, just such a productive way to look at it versus just focusing on what you don't have or what you can't do. And it's so often not about a physical transformation. I mean, I know a lot of people come to coaching because that's, you know, that's ultimately what they're looking for. But again, like a lot of times things that come with that are also like better digestion, like better mobility, better health markers, you know, blood markers or whatever, um, you know, and more self-respect, you know, better boundaries. Like these are often things we see through the transformation process, which are honestly my favorite parts about it. Um, so you have so much more to gain than you have to lose. But if you're just focused on the things that you're not getting or you can't do, like you're really not going to see any of those things. And I mean, at the end of the day, health and longevity, like I'd say those are, those are pretty big prizes, you know, at the end of the rainbow. I love it. People who don't accept responsibility. Um, I guess this kind of ties into um, victim mentality a little bit. Um, You're gonna put those together. People yeah. who don't accept responsibility slash victim mentality. I would agree. 
Yeah. Um, so nothing is their fault. Like, you know, not hitting my nutrition. I'm not hitting my training. Well, like it rained outside. It's cold. Like, so I can't, I can't go to the gym. Like this happened to me. So like couldn't hit my nutrition. Um, and it's just, it's kind of like everyone and everything is against me. And those are the reasons that I can't, I can't do these things. When like, you know, I, you brought up a good example earlier when you're like, okay, let's say you're, you know, out to eat and it's like, oh, well, like, I mean, someone ordered for the table and like, I couldn't, you know, couldn't possibly like do my own thing or whatever. And that's where it's like, okay, let, this is, this is something we've talked about before, but like, no one is standing over you shoving food down your throat. Right. And even, even if it was like, everyone is against you and everything is against you, it's still like, which is not the case, but if it was like, still it's like, are we going to do this or not? Right. Like, still, <laughs> if this is what you want, you can probably still find a way to work through those things. Um, yeah, that's a huge one. The locus of control as a, as a whole, right? Because the reality is, I think it's so helpful to remind yourself in almost every situation, you truly do have a choice, right? It is so incredibly rare that we are in a position where we can't find, maybe it's not a perfect option, but a better option, right? A good enough option within like our food intake or again like uh, some type of compromise might be needed but again it's a compromise not like a well fuck it i'm just gonna do something completely opposite of my goals um but again it's like you if you feel like it's always like something always comes up like you feel like you're able to strain together a couple weeks to a couple months of great progress and you feel like some event always comes up that derails you from your goals this is probably where you're at right because it's again like those little things like well we were out to eat and somebody else was ordering for the table right or so like when you get to what you want let's say you hypothetically do get to where you want to be are you just never going to be in that situation again or are we going to learn how to manage it right that's just important to consider yeah um I will say this is one where when I see that switch flip with a client, like when they make that transition from like victim mindset to, you know, they switch that locus of control um, to like radical responsibility, let's call it. That is when results skyrocket, like every time. It's like when you actually come to terms with the fact that there is so much more in control than you think. I, I promise that is like a linchpin and your results will take off. Like when you accept radical responsibility and you truly understand that, like, you know, again, nuance caps aside, um, everything is within your control to some extent. Like that's, that's a big one for clients. Absolutely. Um, cool. Okay. People fo to focus on the minutia at the expense of the bigger picture. So basically think like majoring in the minors, detail obsessed, focus on the wrong things, shiny object syndrome. What do you got for us there? Um, so majoring in the minors, um, these are, you know, um, the people who are like, you know, now we do do form review and this is important, but 
you know, like kind of obsessing over like the right angle of pull or, you know, like, hey, is this set up 100% correctly? And like, why is someone else doing it this way? And like, do I need to turn my body this direction? And like, you know, and and at the end of the day, like you need to get in the gym and you need to train very hard. So yeah. of course, I'm I'm going to throw the exception out there, like going to double check and make sure you're being safe, of course. Um, but you know, like so hyper fixated on like just the right degree of knee bend in your RDL or, you know, or something like that. Or like, Hey, like, should I switch it from white potato to sweet potato, you know? And like, and I'm not saying that we can't have these discussions and like have nuanced discussions, but when those are the things that you're constantly focused on, like a bunch of little things to the detriment of the bigger picture, And so you're kind of missing the forest for the trees here. And it's like, again, with training at the end of the day, like I need you to get in the gym and I need you to just like train really hard. Okay. Try hard in the gym. And like with nutrition, like I ultimately just need you to like, you know, something like hit this many veggies, this many fruits throughout your day, you know, like let's make sure protein is where it needs to be, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, you know, there, there are just certain things like we don't need to nitpick quite so much. Absolutely. And I think that like the one day, the one day that you had gas, let's say, (laughs) you know, like so much of what we're doing is like, we're, we're talking about trends over time. So, you know, like hyper fixating on these like little things, like I had one bad night of sleep. What does it mean? It's Mm. like, okay, well, it probably means like, I don't know, maybe you had a little bit on your mind that one night. Right. You know, now if that's a trend and then we see that continue, like that's a conversation. But like every time something is like slightly like off from what you think it should be training, nutrition, biofeedback, you know, it's not always cause for alarm and and we don't need to dig deeper. And, you know, your kind of hyper fixation on like what may or may not be happening is probably just causing you an unnecessary stress response. And as we've talked about many times on this podcast, stress is sort of the enemy of gains. Yeah, that's oftentimes like that in itself is a big part of the issue. Um, or my, like why you might be experiencing those things. Um, yeah, I think that a lot of overthinkers, so many people tend to be overthinkers. I definitely am an overthinker and it's something that I mean, like, <laughs> right. But it's for so many people it actually like gets in their way so much to Ooh. where I think a lot of times it prevents people from also like ever going all in on the plan Yeah, and like the, okay, well, this coach, I saw them doing like this variation of the lateral raise was like, they said it's the most optimal. Why isn't that in our plan? Right. Or do I feel like, I think it again, or am I doing the right amount of volume? Right. Where if now there are not every coach is an incredible coach. Right. But I think that it's important to now your coach should be able to explain why they're doing the things that they're doing. Not saying like don't ask questions or anything of the sort, but also it's important to like go all in on the plan. If you are hiring a coach, make sure like you trust them beforehand. And then like if they have like, hey, they've helped hundreds of people achieve what I want. It's interesting how many people think that like, but I must be like a special snowflake. And for some reason, they're not going to like they can't. It's going to be different in my case, right? Like it's it's, not going to work. Yeah, like it's not going to work for me. And then it doesn't because they don't allow themselves to actually go all in on it. Or it's like, should we be doing this instead of, should we be doing this like slightly more optimal movement? Like always like trying to change things or wanting to change things that just gets so many people in their own way. And that becomes 
like always trying to, I can like major in the minors actually does become the reason that you don't make progress. Anything else to add on that one? Yeah, I would say like sub bullet there is, you know, it's also not great for the coaching relationship. Now, as you said, you, you know, you should ask questions like your coach should be able to explain why we're doing something that we're doing. But if you are like literally second guessing your coach, like every with everything. Why are like, you here? Why, why like, did why you hire them? Here? Yeah. Why did yeah. you hire them? Um, but that's ultimately just not, it's not, if you, it's like sowing seeds of distrust, right? right? Like, or if you're, you know, I'll add another sub bullet there. Like if you're kind of reaching out to like another coach, you'd be like, Hey, you know, I see this like on social a lot, by the way, when like, you know, the people do the ask me anything questions, you know, people will ask other coaches like, Hey, my coach is having me do this. Like, what do you think about this? And it's like, Ooh, you know, like if you've kind of made it to that point, then like you've lost trust. Yeah. And, and that is again, like, that is detrimental to the coaching relationship. And then you're, you're also probably not going to get the best results. But on the same, and again, like this isn't saying every coach is a good coach, but like in those examples, I would imagine in a lot of instances, that client probably is that person who is like, they're doing more cardio or like we're changing like our food intake or like adding like different movements, doing more volume, doing less volume, whatever it is probably isn't making the same amount of progress as a lot of those coaches who probably have that client who's just like the like salute emoji and just actually following the plan. Um, Cool. Anything else to add on that one? Mm -mm. Okay. Um, Before we get into like, we kind of touched on it, but the shiny object seekers, just a little bit. Yeah, take it away. Yeah. Just like um, the people that are like always on to the next thing, like always looking for like the new hotness. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, like that, that does, that lateral raise variation looks extra sexy. You know, like, why am I not doing that? And like always trotting over to your coach, like, why is she doing it that way? And I'm not. So again, this ties in with comparison or like, you know, um, oh, well, like this, you know, now I saw someone do this and now it's, it's like always, always looking for like the, the missing piece or the thing yeah. that you you think you think you're missing. Like you're looking for that like silver bullet, which is like why you haven't gotten the results that you want. And it's like, well, that that clearly must be it. Or even something like, oh, well, it's like, well, you know, I've lost trust in my coach. Like it, it must be like I need to go to this other coach. And, and these are the people that coach hop every three months or whatever. Um, you know, again, to your point, not every coach is a great coach. Um, so there and there could be very real reasons to like make a transition and switch coaches. So that aside, I'm talking about the people who are just like program hopping, you know, like not sticking to a training plan because it's like, oh, this one looks cooler and this looks better and probably more effective. So I'm going to go do this one now um, without ever giving anything a real chance to like, because we all know what what kind of makes results here is like consistency over time. So you're yeah. kind of are automatically shooting yourself in the foot if you're like program hopping, coach hopping, like constantly. Yeah. And again, as you said, like there are bad coaches out there there. If your coach is asking you to like do something dangerous, right. Or something of that sort, of course. But if you're in a situation where it's like, can I really say that I've followed my program with extreme consistency? Haven't done more, haven't done less. I've really nailed things for at least a few months. Again, we're not really in a good position to say like that doesn't work for you. Um, Cool. Let's move on from that. 
Finally, people who think coaching is just macros and training, nothing deeper. Yeah. Um, now on the surface level, um, you know, nutrition and fitness coaching is hopefully a training plan and, you know, a way of eating and some guardrails or guidelines and guidance there. So yes, but, um, you know, we pride ourselves on trying to be really good question askers, right? Um, so we'll often want to dig into things because at the end of the day, um, you know, you're not where you are because of where you've been. So we have to unpack a little of that. Um, and so, you know, when things kind of like present themselves like in a check-in or something and, you know, your coach is trying to dig in a little bit deeper, you know, like, oh, okay. Like, why do you, you know, uh, you know, what, what led us here? Like, what, you know, what do you think you could have done differently here? And they let just like shut down, you know, and it's just like, I refuse to engage with this. Like I am literally only here to talk about like my macros and my training kind of thing. Now, obviously we're not going to step outside our scope. We are not therapists. Um, we're not licensed therapists, right. but we can't pretend like, you know, the things that we do and our priorities and our habits and behaviors are not deeply, deeply rooted in, you know, self-beliefs and, you know, past history and, and, and things like that. And sometimes we need to like dig a little bit deeper and unpack some of that. Um, or then, you know, another one is like, you know, sometimes like we do need to dig into digestion, um, everyone's favorite topic, right? Like toilet habits and whatnot. And, you know, it's just almost like a wall goes up and it's like, nope, like we're not going there. Um, that's, yeah. you know, that that can be a problem um, in terms of your progress. That's a huge part of coaching. And again, like very few people are here because they all they need is like the right macros or the right training program. There are some like unicorns where that's truly all they need, but it's few and far between, right? Where for most of us, there's a lot more that we need to dig into um, to really, again, get you the best possible results. So being willing to have those conversations, being willing to like communicate with your coach about those things and just be open about them again, to ultimately like make a lifestyle change, which is again, the goal for most everyone. That's such a huge part of the process. Anything else there? Uh, not on that one, no. Cool. All right. Um, as we wrap it up here, then any final thoughts from you, Natalie? Yeah, I had a revelation myself like a few months ago. Um, and I think I've talked about this before, but in a different context. So this will be like a slightly different spin on it. But, you know, I myself have a coach. We all have coaches because, you know, we believe in coaching. <laughs> um, but you know, obviously like I'm a coach who has a coach, so I know a thing or two. Um, so, you know, I, of course I want to know like, you know, why my coach is doing certain things. Cause maybe I would have done it differently and this and that. Right. But at the end of the day, like I hired him for a very specific result. Um, and he's laying out the best path to get there. And right. I started to really see the most progress when I completely like let go and sort of just submitted. Um, and I'm like, you know, it's like this switch flipped for me. And I was like, okay, actually, like, all I really need to do is like, show up and tick the boxes. But he just like tells me what, to, you know, I don't, I don't need to worry about why the scale is up or down, or like, should it be up? Should it be down? I don't need to worry about like, why this lift isn't increasing today. Like, I don't, I don't, I just need to like, report the data that he's asking for. And so that's called clear, concise communication. So I don't need to over communicate, I need to 
answer what it is he's asking, communicate like the data that he's asking for, do my part, which is show up and tick the boxes. And then it's on him if we're not getting the result that we should be getting. It's on him to change the plan. So, you know, not like me, not micromanaging or like creating unnecessary worry or stress about like what I think should or should not be happening. Like it was, it was actually very liberating. I remember telling you this when that light bulb went off um, because I was really proud of it, but it was such an epiphany. And like, I've always enjoyed the coaching experience. I also like obviously love to train and I really love to eat. So it's like, I'm going to show up and and tick the boxes and do my plan. But like, it actually just got so much more enjoyable when I just decided to like get in the backseat. And that is again, like when it's like, you're kind of wrestling your coach for the wheel. It's when it is just so much harder to make progress. It's again, like that person who is so like creating so much unnecessary stress for themselves where it's like, Hey, we have made this work for hundreds and hundreds of other people. If you just communicate with us. Don't create unnecessary stress for yourself. Trust us. We will get there so much quicker. But it's also like very common with other coaches. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of other coaches, I think, are often the worst about this. A lot of our clients are extremely knowledgeable, right? You know, and experienced. And like, again, I'm not saying don't ask questions, but. You know, it's, it's the same thing. Like me with my coach, I'm like, oh, well, like, why, why did you do it this way? And not this way. And like, well, what do you, Hey, I noticed this about my biofeedback. What do you think? And it's like, well, I don't, I report my biofeedback. If, if he notices anything, like we're going to address it. Right. And I don't need to like keep bugging him for it and like dig into like, but what does it mean? You know, stuff yeah. like that. I love it. I think that's a great thought to wrap it up on. Hopefully this was helpful again. Um, there are, of course, caveats to all this, but I do think it's important to just put a lot of this bluntly because it's so easy to like, I'm not making progress in that, but that doesn't apply to me because I have X reason when it probably does. Um, but on that note, as always, thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you all next time.